0: correct about uh, that. We're thankful to be, to honestly be here. And I, I think, in addition to all the wonderful things you've said, uh, the energy level is here also. Right? Um, we love the Lord, and uh, loving the Lord means that God is present with us, whether we are few or many. And so, while we are we are many, right? Because we are scattered abroad uh, in different homes, but we are we are few in our in our particular uh, location and where we dwell and yet with Christ we are joined together. I love the idea of understanding uh that it's it's like the same thing it it it's revealed to us from God that God sees the church all over the world at the same time. And so uh, he knows each one of us and he appreciates what we're doing. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise your holy and divine name and thank you. We think about names, and yet there is no other name given among men by which we must be saved. Thank you, Lord God, for your amazing greatness, for your grace, for your compassion, kindness, and for your love. Thank you, Lord God, for recognizing us and for helping us, for strengthening us and blessing us. Thank you, Lord God, for protecting us from the forces of evil, because you have not allowed Satan to have his way with us. Lord God, thank you for telling Satan no. We ask that you will continue to protect us spiritually. Help us to remain true to you, to honor your name and to glorify you in all things that are said and done. We pray, Lord God, that we will never forget that amazing sacrifice that was made in our behalf. Help us to always see, Lord God, that even though it may appear that evil prevails, help us to see through the cross that good always prevails because we win. Because of you, our great God, we praise you, we love you, and thank you, and pray these things in that wonderful name of Jesus Christ to be thy will. Amen. You know, speaking of, of, of a persecution and that we win and the suffering, it's easier to look back to the Old Testament and the New Testament and see God's people struggle and then watch them remain faithful and, and, and thank God for that. It's easier to, to, to witness that through the reading as opposed to going through it, right? And so prayerfully, as we read the Word of God, we can take an active stance and apply those things to our hearts so that our heart is strengthened, uh, if the day ever come, that we are going through some type of persecution that will remain faithful and true to God. What has come is a pandemic. And yet, though through this pandemic, God, we know, is strengthening us and blessing us Look and hold on to God's unchanging hand. We are precious to God, right? We are precious. We are important to our God. So the church, First Peter chapter one, verses one and two. This was the early scattering, if you will. Uh, they were going through uh, times of struggle and difficulty before the, the what we're reading about in the Book of Revelation. This is before the destruction of Jerusalem, and in verse one it says. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, that you may obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be yours in fullest measure." And so they were the scattered saints, and yet they remained faithful and true to God. And there's something about recognizing um, our relationship with God that gives us the strength and the energy to hold on. And so to know uh, that we are precious in the sight of God, let's look at First Peter chapter 5. It should give us a measure of strength to know that God recognizes everything about us. Chapter 5, verse 8 and verse 9, speaking of the persecution. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And so the persecutions were continuing to increase. They were violent. But there is a reminder here that in the book of of Peter, that the most precious things are not lost even in a persecution or in a time of trial. Because the most precious things are inside. It's our relationship with God. It's, It's the spiritual relationship. It's the blood of Jesus It's the life that we live that will carry us into the life that we desire to live. Our eternal life in eternal home with our great God. So where we left off last week is in 1 Peter chapter 2. We were talking about the foundation and that the foundation is a precious foundation of God. And I would like to look at verse 4 to pick that up. And coming to him as to living stone, a living stone, rejected by men but choice and precious in the sight of God. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for the holy, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, precious in the sight of God, this, this choice stone, and God has built up this house. So we are this spiritual house in God. And I want you to think about a few things in this spiritual house. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3. Remember when Jesus was before Pilate and the question came up, uh, Jesus said, I am the truth. And the, the question was, well, oh, I tell you the truth. And the question was, what is truth? In Jesus, we have that truth. You see, there's so much confusion in our world today, spiritual confusion. You know, the thought, the idea, the question of how are we saved? I gotta take those off. I'm just not used to those lines. It keeps getting, it gets me time and time again. The how are we saved? And when you go to the Areopagus uh, in in, in uh, Mars Hill, if you will, in Acts, you find that that in that or during that time, they had no idea how to be saved. They worship every idol god around, over three thousand gods. And here Pilate says, "What is truth?" And brethren, we have the truth. This spiritual house. Of God, the blessed, beautiful, and gracious, kind God has given to us a kingdom. And we are members of that kingdom. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, But in case I am delayed, I write so that you may know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth. This is where you find truth. Let us hold on to truth, brethren. Hebrews, please, chapter 3. Let us let us not drift away from what we know to be truth. Let truth and honesty and honor, let's hold on to truth so that when people ask the question, how or what shall I do to be saved or how can I be saved, we can tell them the truth and show them the truth from the very Word of God on the pages of Scripture. Hebrews, chapter 3, in verse 5. Now Moses was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken later. But Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are if we hold fast our confidence and the boast of our hope, firm until the end. What do we have? Hope. Hope. We're living in a hopeless world. The world right now feels like Everything is hopeless. But no, in Jesus, we know that God is in complete and total control. Turn to Acts chapter 4. And so God's people have this hope, which gives us this strength and this energy to continue to proclaim Christ even during or in the midst of difficult times. And what else do we have? We have the truth. We have hope. And this foundation, this precious foundation of God, we have salvation. Salvation that God has freely given to all whom desire it. Acts 4 and verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Salvation. Salvation. And how easy and how simple it is to obey God's salvation. To enter into the waters of baptism for the remission of your sins. God has blessed us with this beautiful gift. And turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Here's what God has also done for us in his gift and his love. God knows and recognizes each and every one of his children. I mean, I just, I you know, when I think about that, and I'm thinking about prayer, and, and you say, uh, dear, dear Heavenly Father, and he says, yes, Tony. He knows me. <laughs> I mean, the Creator, right? The Creator knows you. He knows you. God has not wound the world up or the earth up and let it just go. And we're not just believing in something that, or someone that isn't true and real. We're praying to the Creator. He knows us by name. Chapter 2 and verse 19. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And that everyone whose name is the, na- names the name of the Lord abstain from wickedness. Look at Luke chapter 10. There was this excitement after God had commissioned uh, the saints. And the excitement was they went out and, and they came you know, in close contact with evil spirits. And, and it was pretty exciting to know that the evil spirits were subject to God. Now they knew it academically. But it was a very different thing when you see it, right? When you participate in it. And so, in Luke 10 and verse 17, the Bible says, And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall injure you nevertheless do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven in other words in the mind of god your name is there isn't that great right in other words they were excited the the spirits the demons are subject to you and god says that's no that's not what's important what's important is your name is written In the mind of God. It's in heaven. Right? God has us in the grasp of his hands. And God loves his children. And everything that we do. Please turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Everything that we do in service to our God. God not only appreciates. God honors us. We are precious in the sight of God. And as we serve him. Let us remember that everything that we do is recognized by our god foundation the world is shaken and i know that we could say sometimes there are situations in our lives and circumstances in our lives that you know would bring us to our knees and it does shake us but the kingdom the kingdom will never be shaken right it will never be shaken in verse 25 See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For of those did not escape when they refused him, who warned them on earth, much less shall we escape, who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. And this expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken. As of created things, in order that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Neither the kingdom nor the foundation can ever or will ever be shaken. So here's what God does for us. There's this amazing, challenging question. Or, if you will, it's a qualifier. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. J. Lee had questions. He asked at the end of his Bible class, God has a question to ask us that is powerful. And it's this. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, verse 3. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, or we might... Pose that in a question, have you tasted the kindness of the Lord, right? Have you tasted the kindness of the Lord? I would venture to say that any human being or every human being, whether they deny it or not, has tasted the kindness of the Lord. And God's people, we know without a shadow of a doubt that we have tasted the kindness of the Lord. And so, since we know this, there are requirements that are given to us. And that's verses 1 and verse 2. Therefore, since you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, put aside all malice and all gall and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word, that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. Why, God? Well, because you've tasted the kindness of the Lord, verse 3, right? If you've tasted the kindness of the Lord, these are the things that you ought to long. These are the things that we ought to desire deep within our souls, within our hearts. God is amazing. We serve an amazing God. He's full of goodness, compassion, and kindness. And He loves each and every one of us. And God is good all of the time, right? He's always so good. Chapter 5, please. Since you know and we agree that God is always good, and since we agree and we know that we've tasted the kindness of God, let us humble ourselves and cast our care on Him. All our cares, right? I mean, right now, what, what is the number one thing a Christian should be doing right now during this pandemic? A lot of prayer. <laughs> right? not, not running, you know, you hear someone call for sneeze. Not running. <laughs> no. Prayer. A whole lot of praying. Dear God. Pray. And then give it to God. Humble ourselves and cast everything on Jesus. First Peter chapter five and verse six Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety upon him, because he cares for you. You know, we've tasted the kindness of the Lord. Something we ought to do. The next thing we ought to do, first Peter chapter one. We we ought to uh, be holy. Be holy people. Sanctified folks, right? Sanctified holy folk. Separating ourselves from uh, the midst of this lost and dying world. Verse 13. Therefore, gird your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust which were yours in your ignorance. But like the Holy One, who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Be holy. Every day, be holy. Be sanctified. Set yourself apart from the world and be in tune with Jesus. Right. So we, we have the truth. We, we have salvation. We have this hope. God knows us individually. He knows us collectively. We have this foundation that's, that's unshakable because of the great glory of God. We have tasted of the kindness of God. Now as God's people, we are striving to be humble, casting all of our care and anxiety upon Him, striving to be holy, to be like God. And that takes submission. To submit my life. To submit my life, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13. Complete submission. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God, that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men Act as free men, and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond slaves of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Submit to God, right? Submit to God and even to each other, right? That's what we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do. Submission. The precious value of being a child of God is... uh, It's more than you can ever speak of. It's unspeakable. Thank God for His unspeakable gift. It's, it's not only, it's not only beautiful and grand, but, but it's something that was incomprehensible. to, To think about the fact that, that God had this plan from the days of eternity that, that He wanted to reveal to us. And we can only understand a small portion of it because we're finite beings. We, we only get the beginning And then from there forward, but even then we still miss so much. And yet God's plan has this precious value that included uh, the, the Son of God, that included salvation for humanity. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning at verse 6, For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone. And he who believes in him shall not be disappointed. This precious value, them, is for you who believe, but those, for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very corner stone, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word, and to this doom they were also appointed. Why are people stumbling? They're not listening to Jesus. Jesus, our Savior. But we must stand in truth, right? We must stand in truth, opposed to evil. We stand in truth. We stand in hope. We stand in salvation. We recognize that God knows us. We trust Him. We, we abandon all worldly thought. We humble ourselves. We submit our lives to God. We live sanctified and holy lives. And we're submissive to the will of God. To the majority, Jesus has become a stumbling block. The world, when you walk around and you talk to people in the world, they just, they see Jesus as a stumbling block. And can you imagine that some people hate Jesus? I've even run into some Christians who hate Jesus. I never figured that out. They said, well, we don't, well, I don't hate Jesus. I just hate the Jews. (laughs) I was like, what? Christian people. Can you imagine the world full of hate today? Not us. We have no reason. We have no reason to be in those parties of peoples in our world today. God expects us to be holy people, sanctified, set apart. When we recognize the preciousness of our souls and our true value, you learn to walk circumspectly. We learn to walk in a different way. Untouched by the world because of the blood of the Lamb Jesus Christ. His children, you and I have the gift of salvation. Verse nine, please, of first Peter chapter two. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possessions that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Church, I encourage you to walk as children of the King. Right? To walk as... As children of the king. And what that means is we don't follow humanity. Don't follow humanity. Don't get wrapped up in all the things that are going on in our world today. Walk with Jesus. Walk as children of the king. Hold your head high and walk humbly submitting to our God. So the world can see the light. The reflection of Jesus. That's inside of us. The kingdom. The only kingdom. The lasting kingdom. The kingdom that God has established. The church of Christ. Don't be ashamed. Stay strong and stay true to our God. You are precious to God. The lesson is yours. I trust and pray that something was said to encourage you to lift your spirits a bit. To help you in your walk of faith. And as we live for Jesus... If you are not a child of God, we encourage you to surrender your life to Him. Today is the day of salvation. To surrender to Him in the waters of baptism. To stay faithful to Him until the day you leave the earth. If you're struggling in your faith, and we can pray for you or pray with you in any way. Please make it known. In a moment, we're going to sing a song of invitation. There is information on the board. Contact us, and we'll do all that we can to make sure that uh, through the Word of God and the gift of God, we're there to help you in any way that's the elders will be there we will be there God bless each and every one of you thank you